Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Andre, you know that uh, the F-150, according to Ford at least, is the best-selling truck in America for the last 3,000 years. Yes, I think it's like 42 years or something. And a new one doesn't come along all that often, but it's happening on the 25th of this month. Yes, so June 25th, the brand new 2021 Ford F-150 is being, uh, making its world debut uh, on the world stage. Yeah, uh, and unfortunately we won't be there because we published some pictures that Ford didn't like and they had invited <laughs> us. Uh, but in this video, we're not going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the fact uh, that we've come up with a list of things that we think Ford has to do in order to keep that leading position in the truck world, at least here in America. So this is our list of the, well, it's more than 10, right? Yeah. Uh, top 10 things Ford needs to do with the new F-150 to stay not just competitive, but to stay number one. And then at the end, we've got some bonuses uh, which I think you're going to really enjoy. Thank you for joining TFL Talking Trucks podcast. If you love pickup trucks or big full-size SUVs, if you love trailering, towing, and going off-road, this is the right place to be. Together, we can make this podcast the most popular ever. So let's just get right to it. What's number 10? Number 10 is capability that must increase uh, and be class leading. That's very important. And you mentioned about sales leadership, right? Mm -hmm. um, Chevrolet, General Motors, and Ram are pressuring Ford big time. For, uh, Ram is trying to uh, uh, making huge improvements in their sales numbers across the board, light duty and heavy duty trucks for full size. Uh, and now uh, General Motors actually had a great quarter number one a quarter of this year. And General Motors is currently having this uh, maximum towing war with Ford, right? G GM said 13,400 pounds is their maximum towing capacity. Ford is currently at 13,200. For their full-size truck. Yeah, for their F-150 uh, slash 1500 uh, series trucks. So uh, I would expect for 2021, Ford um, actually has already a class-leading payload. So they're kind of okay there. What's their payload? Uh, like 3,275 pounds. I mean, and huge. If you, if you guys are new into trucks, this is important because payload is basically uh, the amount of stuff you could put in the truck. And now people kind of confuse that because they think that's 3,000 pounds of like stuff they could put in the bed. No, that's 3,000 pounds of stuff you could put in the truck, including the people in the truck, including the gasoline, yeah. including your and, dogs, including everything. dogs. And it's also important because it, it determines how much you can tow, not just because of the tow rating, but because usually the tongue weight accounts for what, 10% of, of the trailer. Of yeah. the trailer. So yeah. if you fill up the truck, then you still have to keep in mind you're going to need like 10% of that capability, or in this case, about 300 pounds per ton weight with whatever you're towing. Yeah, so in order to do this, Ford has to probably update the frame, and they're calling it all-new truck, but you've seen the prototype almost unclad, right? Yeah, let's, let's roll that video right now, and you'll see um, it's not... 
that easy to distinguish uh, this new 2021 model from the old 2020 model. I mean, you know, when a vehicle is popular and successful, uh, the new generations are always evolutionary, never revolutionary. It's only when the thing is struggling to sell or when they're trying to, you know, increase uh, the popularity of it, that's when they do something crazy. But if it's already popular, they're not going to mess with a good thing. So style-wise, they're very similar. Yeah, like you can see the cab, right? There's a cut in the window. Yeah. The bed looks most of the same. The LEDs are a little different. That C-clamp that Ford is talking about. Yeah, they updated the grill and the yeah, headlights. Yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit later yeah, yeah. on our list. Uh, but but in order to increase capability, you know, you have to have axles, chassis, brakes. It's not just about the engine, right? Well, it, let, let's okay, let's a little caveat, Andre. What? Now it's not just about... <laughs> In the past, what, what, what the manufacturers often did, and Ford did this as well. Actually, Ford was one of the most notorious to doing this. Let's say uh, Chevy came out or Ram came out with a truck that would tow 200 pounds more than the Ford, right? Uh, Ford would send out a press release. Oh, we're towing more now. <laughs> Without changing the engine, the brakes, the, the chassis, the, the frame. <laughs> uh, but now because of uh, the Society of Automotive Engineers, uh, the trucks have to meet uh, a relatively rigorous set of standards. And so those numbers uh, are more real. They're not 100% real, but they're more real. And the, that standard is the J2807, yes. right? And it requires a truck to perform under, you know, under pressure, towing maximum load in heat, yes. right? They test on Davis Dam. And then it has to also come to a complete stop, hold the load if it's on a on steep, steep yeah. grade, which is great. So now those numbers are actually more meaningful because there's some numbers that are actually measured in a scientific way mm-hmm. versus just, hey, you know, sprinkling some towing dust. Right. Uh, so the other question I have, of course, Andre, is do you, do you really need a half ton to tow 15,000 pounds or 14,000 pounds. I mean, it seems like now you're getting into heavy-duty territory, right? Yeah. How much, can, how much more can Ford go up without actually getting to the point where the, the truck is no longer a half-ton? It's a heavy-duty truck in its capability. Absolutely. I think we are there now. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so 13,200 pounds or 13,400 pounds is already insane amount of weight for a half-ton truck. you got to remember... The F-150 or the other trucks in this category, they weigh about 5,000 pounds themselves. You're asking the truck to tow something that's two and a half times heavier than the truck itself. So physics usually doesn't quite work out. Yeah, and technology can only make up so much. Yeah. So, So I think we're almost there. They might go up 200 pounds, right, or... 201 pounds, right? <laughs> you know, so they might do something there uh, to ma- maintain class-leading numbers. And so, and the thing is, I think we've been doing this long enough where um, part of it certainly is real, but part of it is also marketing, right? It's like, it's like Ford wants to be able to say the two words that all manufacturers want to say, and that's class-leading, right? Yeah. Uh, and so it doesn't become about like you guys out there actually towing. I mean, if you've ever towed 13,000 pounds with a half-ton truck, your palms get sweaty. Uh, it's like that Eminem song, really, uh, because it's it, you feel like uh, you're probably a little bit beyond the truck's capability, even though you may not be in terms of its real capability, but you feel that, you, like you said, the physics of the situation. Uh, and so it doesn't become about like, you know, like work truck, people actually using it, 
Some do, some do, but mm-hmm. it becomes about like being able to do that commercial, you know. Four and trucks built cla- super tough, class leading. <laughs> exactly, but but also it's a very specific configuration, right? Yes, it's usually a two wheel drive truck with the most powerful engine. Uh, in a very specific way built. So it's not like you can go out to your dealer and say, give me a truck that tows 13,000 pounds. Yeah, l- let me explain that too for all you uh, people who are out there listening to this who may not be as up on uh, towing uh, as uh, you know we've been doing it for 10 years now. So what ends up happening is, once again, you've got that payload number, and the more stuff you put into the truck, be that cool radios, be that four-wheel drive, be that... Panoramic cool, sunroof. Yeah, be that, <laughs> be, be that King Ranch logos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the more the more weight that uh, the truck, bec- the heavier it becomes, and the less payload you have, and thus the less you can tow. Uh, and so to get that uh, max towing, you do have to have a very specific truck. Uh, and Usually the, a base model. Usually yeah. a base model, two-wheel drive, um, you know, sh- short cab, right? Yeah. And, and never in the commercials do you ever see that model, right? <laughs> it's always a crew cab, you know. It's the most luxurious. Right. It's never one. an XLT <laughs> white truck, right? <laughs> with like skinny wheels, right? And that's the other thing. You also need, you know, if you start putting on the big twenties, you're also losing towing capability. Yeah, it's up to the tires, as right? Well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but you never see that. You, you see, you see, like the the visual is of you know the King Ranch towing this huge amount up wherever Davis Dam, yeah. uh, but in real life, that truck won't do it, right? So let's move on to number nine, yes, um, which is value. Yeah, uh, it's very important these days, or any day actually. Uh, currently, the 2020 F-150 has a starting price of twenty-eight thousand seven hundred and forty-five bucks. And usually, what happens that year after year, even if it's not a brand new truck, right, the price always creeps up, right? Uh, yes, manufacturers add certain features; they maybe subtract certain features. Uh, but the price, the starting price is usually going up. So how important do you think value has to be? Uh, Andrea, I think out of this list right now, I would definitely say, uh, you know, we ordered it in a way we thought was important. Mm-hmm. We had a long discussion about this, but I'm going to say value, for me at least, is number two on the list, not number nine. So it should move up. It should move <laughs> up. And that, that's because I think uh, with, you know, with what's happening with COVID uh, and with the economy, I think people are going to be really uh, struggling um, to make truck payments. And so um, I think the days of like a $100,000 truck are probably numbered, right? When the economy was booming and everybody was buying these crazy expensive trucks that, that were approaching like BMW 7 Series mm-hmm. <laughs> pricing, um, you know, those were the good old days. I think we're heading into some turbulent waters. So uh, value is going to be, uh, I think, a strong driver of truck sales. So yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be valuable. Uh, and, and the other thing you don't want is valuable but decontented. Nobody wants to feel like they're. You know, there's one thing to have a work truck, but there's another thing to have like a base bone truck where you feel like you're driving. You know, roll up windows and uh, you know, really plastic steering wheel right. and plastic everywhere. So it, 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 the value proposition isn't just make it inexpensive but also make it feel valuable and keep the price point low and it's very hard to do very hard to do i mean uh so manufacturers have to deal with government regulations right there is safety regulations which we'll talk about a little bit later there's fuel economy standards Uh, all of the stuff is going on and and people are now using these as kind of family vehicles too it's no longer just, you know, for the job site or, you know, hauling lumber. Um, so it's a very hard thing to do. 
And everybody, no matter how many videos we publish about trucks, right, everybody always says, how come trucks are so expensive? But I think, uh, I think it's, uh, you touched on it, um, the content that's in the truck, technology that's in the truck, and safety that's in the truck increases the price overall. Yeah, and then we don't usually talk about this because it's, it's so um, sometimes almost abstract, and that is how much money uh, you can get as a discount for a truck. Because let's face it, trucks are highly profitable for the manufacturers, and then they're also highly discounted. Uh, so it really depends on what kind of a deal you can get at it. Uh, and uh, uh, that has a lot to play with it. So, you know, I, yes, trucks are expensive, but for the most part, you can get anywhere from five to $9,000 off a truck depending on how and when you buy it. Or even more sometimes or in some more, cases. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And, and that's just a hard number to quantify because it, it varies so much. And, it, you know, there's like some of the incentives are based on whether you owned a previous Ford or whether or, you owned a previous competitor to the Ford. Right, right. 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 It goes both ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and num- number eight on our list um, is technology. So, yes, we talked about value, but the market is moving on, right? If you look at Ram, Chevrolet, GMC, Toyota, and Nissan even, uh, they're all raising the technology game, right? And I think we- we're trying to call out a couple of items here because the world is changing. You know, Tesla is going to come into this space. Rivian is going to come into this space. Um, so Wi-Fi capability um, and over-the-air updates are two things that, uh, you know, we need to call out. Yeah, uh, and of course, I think we also talked about this when we made this list. Uh, self-driving is coming. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, I think Ford was kind of um, very uh, proud of Sync when it first came out. I remember when it first came out, and then, you know, like the world looked at it, and they were, and they were like, ugh, what, what, what is this? And over the years, it's gotten actually uh, more like what they promised as opposed to what it actually was. So I think we're at, what, Sync 3.4 now? That's, yeah. That's the latest version right. that we have in our F-250. Um, and it's actually, you know, becoming much better. Uh, but um, having said that, uh, the, the tech in a truck um, – is still not no is, is nowhere near and, and not just in a truck in a car is nowhere near kind of the tech that you have in this phone right whether you're a Google or iPhone user doesn't really matter uh, it still feels very far behind it's like car and truck companies are really good at building cars and trucks and they're really bad at doing software or user interfaces in or some user way. interfaces yeah they're, but like, but like, they're getting better yeah but there's right. like stuff that like like on sync if you adjust the volume it, it shows you the volume going up and down but then all of a sudden you lock out all the other controls. Um, uh, you know, the gold standard for me in terms of technology right now is Tesla because I think Tesla is a technology company. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, truck guys out there and gals might be thinking to yourself, I don't want any of that fancy stuff, you know. But uh, but it, it does work, you know. I mean, autonomous braking saves lives, uh, blind spot monitoring. One of the coolest features uh, that we had, so last year we had the uh, a Ram 1500, mm-hmm. uh, and this year we bought the Silverado. And guess what feature I missed the most, Andrea, out of all that we don't have in the Silverado that, 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 that Ram, I think it's exclusive to Ram actually. It's when you're towing a trailer. Right. And it measures the, it length, measures of the, the length of the trailer, yeah. and then it includes that in the blind spot monitoring. Mm-hmm. I, I, that is so useful to me. You know, when you've got another 25 feet behind you, and the truck doesn't know that there's another 25 feet behind you, and that's unfortunately the case with the Silverado right now, right? So the little light comes on, blind spot monitoring light comes on, but it's only thinking about the truck. It's not thinking about the trailer, whereas with the Ram, it actually included the trailer in that. In that uh, and I For thought the that same was, price. 
they both trucks cost about the about same. the same. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not trying to get down on Ram. I'm just saying that's probably the one feature that I missed the most that, that that Ram did really well. And I'm not sure a lot of this stuff is that expensive, right? Because you, 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 you're, well, what you're doing is you're using the same hardware. You're just configuring the software in a different and more kind of, in this case, uh, uh, useful way. Yeah, and you mentioned Sync 3.4. It's already pretty advanced. They're moving up to the next version soon, I believe. And, I mean, Ford already stated that they're, they want to do over-the-air updates or um, checking uh, the health of the vehicle. Uh, Wi-Fi connectivity is already there. Um, and uh, when you do it in scale, now they're going to be doing it for every vehicle, right? When you do it in scale, the price will come down. Yeah, and, it's, and if you're wondering, you know, so we have had now two Teslas, and they... Every probably every month or two, we get an update, uh, and some of these updates are are silly. Like you know, they'll do like the fart mode, where <laughs> where, where you can a game or a whatever. game, uh, and some are really cool. Like with the uh, Model Three, it actually increased performance, so they unlocked a little bit of the battery uh, via an over-the-air update. And you know, you wake up and your car is actually quicker. Uh, that's really cool. And and like this technology I was talking about, where it measures the blind side, I think that's something you could do over the air. The problem with that, Andre, is you know and Ford knows is uh, there's a disincentive for manufacturers to do that because that means you don't have to bring your car in or truck in this case to the dealership. Uh, and then, you know, nowadays a large portion of dealership profitability comes from service. And if you're doing it over the air, you know, the, the dealer never sees the truck. Yeah, but I think the mindset is changing, right? And I think some disruptors like Tesla have, have done that. So maybe you still need to change your oil. Maybe you need to let your dealer do that because you cannot do it over the air. <laughs> or let's be realistic. You need to do a recall. <laughs> yes. Or maybe it's more complex than just over the air. And I'm joking, but you know, I don't think we've had a vehicle that we've purchased that well, hasn't had a recall within the first month of ownership. Right. And it's just a par, par for the course yeah. for, for all the vehicles. Uh, but, I mean, yes, you can make a claim that, you know, Service, a dealership network is very important still, uh, but I think there's still room for that, right? Uh, Ford is now installing their charging stations at dealerships, right? Yeah, that worked so, well for Nissan. <laughs> so, so there's other ways of doing it, but there's expectation that you can make your truck better just by having this over-the-air connectivity. And, and sorry if I'm being a little uh, kind of facetious there, but sure. that, I remember 10 years ago when the Leaf came out, and we got all these press releases. That's the great thing about having done this for so long, right? You remember. <laughs> right. We got all these press releases about how, you know, we're going to be able to charge up our leaves uh, at the Nissan dealership, which is grand, except for when you're living day-to-day with your vehicle, you don't necessarily want to go to the local dealer to charge it up. It's not the most convenient of places. <laughs> right, or it's always busy or something. Or, or if you're on vacation. Honey, let's go on vacation. Let's go to a dealer. Let's go to a dealer <laughs> to charge up our, our vehicle. Right. So, yeah. I, that's kind of the minimum. I mean, that, that's kind of like saying, you know, we've got air conditioning at our dealership. If you're selling you know, electric vehicles, you've got to have a charging station. You know, I, I uh, was at SEMA last year with yeah. the Ram, yeah. and I was driving it home, and we got some uh, work done um, at the dealer on, on, my, on my trip. And one of the dealerships in Vegas area had a diner inside of it. Yeah, that's cool. So, so it was old school diner, you yeah. know, with, with real, you know, just everything happening. And I actually walked in there, and I was like, Oh my gosh! You know, I, I needed breakfast. It was a wonderful experience. So, what, which kind of dealer was this? What was the what was the brand? Oh, I think it was a Ford dealer, Ford dealer. Uh, right next to the FCA dealer, wow. right next door, and there was a diner, and it was wonderful. So maybe hmm. the paradigm is shifting. All right, what's our next 
uh, bit that they have to do to compete? Uh, number seven on the list is towing technology. Yes. So we just we just mentioned capability, um, other technologies, but but camera systems, backup assist systems with trailers. Yeah. So so I was just talking about a technology that uh, GM didn't have in the Silverado. Let's talk about one that they do have that the others don't have, which is that Clearview trailer. You know where you, yeah. I, I got to go on kind of kind of go see through the trailer. trailer yeah. yeah. So so basically, you mount the camera on the back of your trailer, uh, and then it connects to the truck. Uh, and then when you look at the rear view, uh, the truck takes that image and basically makes your trailer disappear. So you see exactly what's behind your trailer. And mm-hmm. that is really useful because oftentimes, especially with a big trailer, uh, you don't know, you know, if there's a bicyclist. Uh, you or know, a car coming a, up a behind you. Or, or, you yeah. know, a very fast running horse. <laughs> you, have not, no, you have no idea what's behind you. <laughs> or if you're backing up and there's uh, somebody walking behind you. That's very, you know. Yeah, or how far huge. you can back it up. It's yeah. really cool tech. Yeah. And, and to be able to see through the trailer. So, so I think camera tech is probably the one thing that's really changed. Um, the downside to the GM system was that it was still hardwired, right? It, you have to have a wire that goes from well, that camera yeah. across the trailer. I mean, there's different schools of thought, you know, that there's no lag. Because if you have a wireless system, that there may be some lag yeah. uh, between the camera it's and just what a, you're it's seeing. Just, it's just a little bit more, uh, more wires. The other one they have, of course, is where you can see in the trailer. Yeah, so we you can put, s- yeah, set so up multiple cameras. So if you had that right. horse that, that ran away from your trailer, <laughs> it was uh, running, running It's you. missing. It's the missing. horse is missing. You know, it's not there anymore. <laughs> My horse is missing. So, and, and fourth, a pioneer that backup assist system, right? Yeah. So where you can back up, let, let go of the steering wheel, um, and use a little knob. What do you think of that? It. I, know, I know Range Rover is also ha- has it now. Um, I have, haven't seen that catch on, really. I, I mean, I haven't seen any comments about it. I haven't seen any buzz around it. I mean, what, what you do get a lot is, like, guys and gals saying, if you don't know how to back up a trailer, you should be You should towing. be driving. Right, <laughs> right. But I haven't seen, like, a lot of people use that. It hasn't – I don't know. Do you think it's caught on? What do you guys think? Let so, us know. Um, I think the reason why – yeah, please let us know in the comments, yeah. first of all. But I think it has to do with how easy that system is set up initially. Mm. So initially, when Ford introduced it, you, you, they gave you stickers, like checkered stickers. You have to put a sticker on the tongue of the trailer and configure it and kind of walk around. That, that's kind of cumbersome. Mm. Uh, so then what they did with the Super Duty for 2020, uh, they also have a sensor that you can put on the trailer. And the sensor actually kind of takes care of a lot of that configuration part of it. So it became easier. So I think if it becomes easier to set up, I think more people might use it. Yeah, we've got videos of that. But basically what happens is uh, imagine you have a steering wheel, and normally when you back up a trailer, if you want to go right, you, you turn the steering wheel left. So it's counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and what this allows you to do is there's a little secondary knob. kind of looks like the, the top of like a – I drink a lot of Lipton iced tea, one of those caps. <laughs> Actually, the quality of it is about the same, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, and instead of you know, spinning the wheel the, the counterclockwise away, you just turn it the same way that you want the truck. And the truck out. figures it out. And the truck figures it out. Yeah. So you use this little tiny – any like like knob to control the um, the direction of the truck, and then the truck does everything else. It brakes for you. Um, so here's the next step, yeah. right? And you said Land Rover does a similar system. Yep. The next step, I think, is you kind of tell the truck where you want the trailer. You just get out of it and let it park your trailer for you. Yeah, or, you know, if they were being really innovative, they just give you, like, a guy that does it for you. <laughs> you buy Ford. Hi, Bob. <laughs> Good Bob. <laughs> or Sally. <laughs> yes. And they'll park the trailer Like, like for an you. Uber. 
<laughs> Uber towing. Uber, Uber service. Uber towing assistant. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think that's important. It won't help, um, you know, help the value of the truck because that system will probably cost money. Yeah. But if you do want a premium truck, I think that would be a cool feature. All right. What's number six, Andre? Number six is style and appearance. Mm. So we know what uh, it's going to look like. We've got pictures. Well, we pretty much it's mostly unclad yeah. at this point. So they've changed the grills, they've changed the headlights, they've changed the front bumper a little bit, they've changed the taillight, but the overall the truck looks familiar. And um, a lot of you guys already commented, and you guys said it kind of looks like a current truck. Yeah, in I, some I, ways, you'd have a hard time telling them apart. <laughs> I, I'm really serious. You'd have a hard time telling them right. apart. Right, but but this is very important, right, Roman? Because a truck is also about image. Right. I mean, yes, a lot of it is for work. There's different schools of thought on this, but it has to look, you know, macho, big, capable. Right. All those things have to be there. So, uh, you know, let's talk about um, Ram and Chevy at this point and uh, Nissan and to a lesser extent Toyota because the truck has been the same. But let's start with style and compare them to what we've seen in the new Ford. So the, the the rub against the Nissan for the longest time, the Titan, was that it was like a copy of a Ford. Of an older Ford. Of an older Ford. Right. It was like a Ford from two generations ago. Now, the new Titan just came out, and I think they really updated it. Um, in a great way. In a great way. Yeah. And so if you look at the Nissan, uh, it's kind of lost that Ford family resemblance, and they've kind of gone more toward uh, they had a, a, a prototype that they put out there, the Warrior concept, mm-hmm. remember that? Uh, and they kind of gone with, with that styling design. Uh, and I think that's good for Nissan. I think and it's unique. You know, it's the unique, yeah. Light signature is unique. Yeah. Just kind of the look of it is unique. Yeah. Now, now Ram, of course, um, when it was Dodge, went away from a traditional pickup truck styling and they went to semi-truck styling, right? If you remember those old ones, they took the... In the head, 90s. Yeah, yeah, they took the headlights and they moved them up and they made it look like a, a semi-truck. And then, of course, for the longest time, they had the uh, crosshairs grill, right, which signified, obviously... The brand, yeah. Shotguns, right? <laughs> and, yes. and rifles. Yes. <laughs> and not shotguns, rifles. Uh, uh, and, and now they've kind of gone to more of, uh, I, would, I would call it more of an elegant look. It's become a little more sophisticated. It's no, it's no longer kind of like that... that that fist in your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they've certainly gone their own way. And then, of course, the most controversial of all is Chevy. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they've adopted, um, I don't know what the design language is. Last time I talked to Tom <laughs> Peters, so, who, was, who designed the previous truck, right. he said it was a fist in the wind. Right. Uh, and there is a lot of that. I mean, you, you look, it's look, very look, square. It's very square. And you can almost see the fist in the wind. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's funny. When I first saw the... The, the Chevy, I didn't like it, but now since we've had it, I've really grown to like it. And uh, we talked to the designers of the latest Silverado and GMC Sierra, and what they were going for, they wanted a skip, to skip a generation. Basically, they didn't want to kind of evolve. They wanted to make a leap. And I think they've done it because it was controversial, right? Oh, for sure. When you do something controversial, you're not you know, just doing status quo, you know, you're not just continuing so, where you were. So in your opinion, who's got the best styling right now? If, if, I think it's GMC. Yeah, I agree. I think GMC. Yeah, not Chevrolet specifically, yeah, I think Chevy, specifically GMC. Chevy took that and made it really bold, and then, then GMC toned it down just a little bit. So it's very similar, and it's kind right. of angular and, you know, almost uh, got it. I mean, look at look at our trail boss that we have, our current one. Um, it's almost like uh, a Cylon from the old... Uh, science fiction movie, right? It's very. It's, it's got like fin, you know, <laughs> air intakes. Yeah, it's mean. And, like, it's yeah. Just, yeah, there's just you know, you feel that little light to go back and forth, back and forth, like the Cylons had. And this is probably an old reference for you guys. So I think I'm going to go like maybe more Stormtrooper. How about that? That's a little bit more 
more uh, less opaque and less <laughs> less weird. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I agree. I think GMC is doing a really good job right now. And Toyota, I mean, it's been kind of the same, uh, but in the new one is coming next in a year from yeah. now. So I mean, you know, Toyota is Toyota. Yeah. Um, it, ha- but it hasn't changed. So that, you know, it, it yeah, probably uh, needs a change. I'll be really curious to see all of their grills. Like we've seen like one or two prototypes. But obviously, there's like six or seven trim levels. Oh, hell yeah. So, so I want to see exactly how Ford does that. Because yeah. you have to differentiate each each trim. Right. I mean, you know, there'll be some that'll be all blacked out. There'll be some that'll be all chromed up. You know, yeah. I mean, there'll be, there'll be a combination. Crossbars, whatever. Yeah. yeah. C-class. <laughs> all that. All right. Yeah. What's number five? Number five is safety. Yeah. Uh, it's becoming a, a hot topic. Um, we've talked with um, representatives from IHS. Uh, who test crash test and and now the big hot topic is headlights yeah right um, they've compared headlights for glare for coverage uh, a lot of different parameters and a lot of trucks actually don't meet the highest standards uh, uh, I would say a lot of trucks don't meet the lowest standard <laughs> let alone I would say that f250 we have right now yes you, you know it's like it's like two steps above like dual candles <laughs> at least the XLT I think if you go right. with the LED lights but the XLT pretty, yeah and, and ironically we went and bought like new uh, light bulbs for it uh, that were like 90 bucks and it was like three candles it, it didn't it make didn't it change it much didn't change it any better <laughs> so we're trying to go to LEDs now yes <laughs> so so but that's very important safety so trucks have improved tr- dramatically in safety recently in the last 5 to 10 years um, when Ford switched to aluminum right in 2015 which is their huge step huge leap as far as seems their, a long time ago now doesn't it yeah but it's okay. only been 5 years huh yeah. um, everybody was worried about safety uh you know, aluminum is soft, you know, it will crush, yep. you know, this and that. Their roof strength is one of the best. Uh, so when, when they test roof strength for rollover. Andre, um, it's military-grade aluminum, not I just regular. I wasn't going to say that. Military-grade. I wasn't going to say that. But they have did their homework, uh, and then they've updated, you know, the front crash protection systems and the frame and all this stuff. So it, it's good, but headlights need to keep it, get better. Uh, and this, you know, overall, the truck. I think be if you compare, like what Toyota is doing, right? Uh, the Japanese have gotten into this kind of arms race in terms of safety, uh, and, and and the Koreans as well. So if you buy any of the Japanese brands now, they have different names for it. So like Toyota calls it their safety sense, but you, you call, they all pretty much come with this uh, select group of safety suites, right? Which includes like autonomous braking. Uh, lane departure warning, uh, adaptive blind cruise, spot monitoring, yeah. adaptive cruise, right? These Backup assist. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, and, and, it, and because they're in this kind of arms race, they all have it now standard on even like their least expensive models, which when you think about it is great, right? It's like when Volvo gave out the, the design copyright for the seatbelt. They were like, this is too important for us to just – Let's you know, all have it. Yeah. And so, so you know, you buy a lonely Civic or a Corolla or even, you know, an entry level and you get all that stuff. But yet in trucks, it's just starting to get to that point, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really want all that stuff, I'm not sure there's a truck that actually has all those features. Maybe a Toyota so, now. So Nissan Nissan, do, has, Nissan has done it, it and I think Toyota Most recently, it, yeah. yeah. But I don't think you, you can get all that in uh, one of the one of the big three domestics yet. And I think that has to do with just the f- number of variations they have 
because they have anything from a $28,000 truck all the way to $75,000 truck in the same lineup. Uh, but I wish they would do that, and maybe they will. Right? Yeah, and I think it also has to do with, uh, in some ways, physics, right? We were talking to the IIH guys, and they were, were telling us that, you know, we have a smart car here that we're kind of uh, playing with in different uh-huh. ways. Uh, and, um, you know, you, you get a smart car versus an F-150, and no matter how many airbags a smart car has or no matter how strong that roll cage is, right, they say it's a trinium roll cage, uh, the physics of it are not good because I learned something new in that. If you watched that podcast, you probably would have learned it too or listened to it, and that is there there's two things that happen in an injury, right? There's the initial impact, right, which is your body gets thrown forward, um, and, of course, the airbag goes off and cushions that. But if if it's a big vehicle versus a small vehicle, then there's that secondary injury that happens, and that is when the small vehicle stops and then gets pushed backwards, right? Because the, the now you have of, like whiplash. And now you got the, now you got it going backwards because all of a sudden it's you know I'm, I'm showing it with my with my hand, but here's the F-150, here's a smart car, so it's not like that. It's like that, and you get pushed and you, back, and yeah. you get pushed back. Yeah, it's yeah. A, and it's that secondary. Uh, the physics of that secondary uh, impact that are actually uh, very damaging. So uh, I think trucks have been, you know, safer because of the physics of it. But nevertheless, uh, you know, it, it's like it's like um, this arms race for safety gear is going to have to be incorporated, I think, in the new F-150. Don't you think they're going to have to compete with Toyota? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Or And Nissan. Yeah, and Nissan. Yeah. yeah, they might argue that Nissan doesn't sell a lot of trucks, but Both. still. They do, yeah. No, they do. <laughs> yeah. All right, now what's next on our list? Uh, number four is fuel economy. Yeah. It's a big hot topic, obviously, and uh, a lot of other companies are doing uh, electrification. And don't oh, go there. We'll get there. Okay, I know, I know. Uh, but but uh, so Ford went to turbocharging, right? Mm-hmm. They made a big push. 2011, they launched their EcoBoost engine, um, and they have per, you know been perfecting it or getting it better and better over the years ever since. But I think there's still room for improvement. Yeah, there's there's that saying, you can have eco or boost, but you can't have both. Right. And they're getting there. They're getting for both. But in real-world testing, even a year ago, we were struggling to get EPA ratings in some of these uh, on some of these trucks. Yeah, when it first came out, right, the Ford's marketing line was uh, V8 power with V6 fuel economy. Uh, but when we did our testing, it was more like V8. V- over V8 power <laughs> with V8 fuel economy in a V6 twin turbo. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think what happens is uh, it's very fuel efficient until you get into the turbos, right? The second you start hauling ass or stuff. Stuff. <laughs> or both. <laughs> or both. It gets, it gets thirsty. Right. And, and they've improved it with transmissions, right? They went yes. to 10 speeds. Uh, much improved. Yeah, and they've improved it with software. Now there's economy modes that um, changes the transmission mappings. Even the Super Duty now has the economy mode. So that's very important. Uh, they're working, but they're being pressured by others, right? Um, so GM is actually our trail boss. Uh, usually matches the EPA rating to the dot. I mean, it's very precise. Um, if they say it's going to get 21 mpg, it will likely get 21 mpg. So, so you gotta you gotta so, be very careful. So here's Roman's tip number one what? for truck shopping. If you guys are out there truck shopping uh, and you're looking for the most fuel efficient uh, truck out there, uh, a great rule of thumb is uh, the older the power plant the more thirsty it will be. And we can go down the line, right? Like, I mean, think about the thirstiest power plant out there right now. And it's that's a Toyota V8. Exactly. And it's also the oldest, right? Yeah. So as, as newer power plants have come online, 
We're talking about the EcoBoost, the two seven, and even the, the Turbo Chevy, the new four cylinder. Then they yeah. become so. If you, you know, if you want to go out truck shopping, do some homework or email us, which you, you will, or just watch our videos. <laughs> watch our videos, and in, in, in general, the newer the engine the better fuel economy it will get and the older and more classic. And that holds true for the Hemi, right? It's also thirsty. Mm-hmm. It's been around for a long time in, in the Ram. Right. And we found that out in our uh, in our fuel economy loop that we did with the old Ram that we had. The Rebel. Yeah. And, and, of course, uh, Ford has a 2.7 liter, not just a 3.5 liter. Is that the most popular engine choice? Yeah, I think now it is. It's amazing, you know, how they changed the V8 strategy. The Coyote, the old Ford, uh, which 5 is still liter. There. Yeah. yeah to a small V6, and a lot of people, uh, you guys send us emails and, and you say, I just bought a 2.7 and it's great. Hmm. It's powerful and it's efficient. So that's good. And this leads to number three on our list, uh-huh. which is engine lineups. So how many does Ford have now? Uh, like seven. Wow. And <laughs> GM six. has also six Yeah, seven. seven. Yeah. yeah. So I think GM is currently at seven technically because they have all of the transmissions available with almost every engine. Uh, Ford is at six. Uh, I think they're going to pare it down maybe a little bit. Rams a two. Uh, <laughs> or maybe three if you maybe consider three. e-torque. Yeah. And um, then uh, Toyota. Toyota's at one. Oh, and Nissan, Nissan, Nissan is, is at one. one yeah. but, but I think choice is important. So I think they need to maintain their engine lineups. There was a leak um, several months ago that somebody decoded the VIN number for the new 2021 truck. Once again, it's a leak. It's unofficial. Um, that, but that leak said that they're keeping the V8 because everybody was scared. Everybody was scared that the V8 is going away. It may still go away. We don't know. Uh, EcoBoosts are staying with updates. So the 2.7 and 3.5 are staying. Um, and the diesel is staying. I was really surprised by this leak that said the diesel, the 3-liter V6 turbo diesel that the F-150 has will stay with some updates. Um, and then there's a Why new one. Why were surprised with that? Because it's not currently the class-leading engine for them. So if you look at the latest EcoDiesel, if you look at the latest Duramax straight six from GM, uh, the Ford engine is least efficient. It's also the oldest. And it's also the oldest. And it's also is not maximum towing like the Ram engine is. Mm. So I, I thought maybe it's time to get, you know, put it, retire it. But they want to update it, it seems. And these are, we, this isn't set in stone. This is right. just stuff we've heard. Yeah. And, and finally, we'll get there, but electrification. Yeah, it's coming. But don't don't go there yet because number two is interior. Yeah, you know I, I remember reporting on Ram when they came out with their latest generation of trucks, uh, and they said they had like a billion dollars to develop the Ram um, full size truck, right? And they put a lot of that into obviously because they didn't do really any new engines, right? Uh, into the interior, and I think mm-hmm. that was smart because. Uh, I think somebody at Ram figured out that that's where you spend most of your time when you're <laughs> right. driving right. <laughs> inside the truck. Uh, and so you want it to be nice. And my gosh, uh, you know, they've already had, I think, one of the best um, infotainment systems. Uconnect has always been very intuitive and easy to use. And then to combine it with a 12-inch screen uh, and then to combine it with, like, buttons that feel and function in a very precise and metallic sort of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to combine it with materials, materials right. that, that are just, you know... Uh, that won't uh, cut your finger? Yeah, they're, they're, they're a full <laughs> level above anybody else in right. the game right now. I would say one, they're one level above. If, it know, changed the game, basically. Yeah, if, if somebody's a 10, they just went to 11. The old Spinal Tap reference. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's, it's beautiful. Uh, and f- I think that's a place where Ford is definitely lacking because every time I get in a Ford truck, I feel like 
I'm sitting in something that's uh, been done to a budget, not done to, uh, you know, appeal or uh, not not all the trims, but certainly XLT or below. But the Ram changed the game. I mean, just look at their Laramie Longhorn editions with wood inlays with hot stamps on them. Yeah. Who, who thought of such things? But it looks real premium. buckles, right? Real buckles <laughs> that you're buckling. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and little details, little you know notches and all that stuff. I, I mean, like you look at their their knobs, right? They're metal knobs with little rubber surrounds, right? Right. right? They're not like Lipton bottle coke caps. caps. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and, Very uh, cool. And, and that's I think that's important. And so I think Ford is going to have to really up their game. Um, and, and like you said, Andre. Uh, you know, we, it's hard to generalize because of COVID and because of the way that trucks have been incentivized. But for the first time, uh, GM did outsell Ford um, combined, combined yeah. uh, with you know GMC and GM in the first quarter of this year. Uh, so we'll see what happens this next quarter. On. Yeah. But, the, but the pressure's on. Uh, and Ram is also, you know, Ram was always for the longest time kind of was between GM, Silverado, and F-150. And Ram was kind of like third, third. distant. Yeah, but no. Th- no, they are. They are getting, and to get, let me put this into perspective. To get market share in the uber competitive truck market, that is a tall order. You got to be. And Ram is doing it. You yes. got to be, you got to be seriously committed to doing it. And the interior is big. There are a lot of leaked photographs and images of the Ford interior. Mm-hmm. It seems like they are improving it. It seems like they are thinking about uh, high-quality materials, all that stuff, big screens. Look, Ford is always going to come uh, with the A-game. Over the last On the ten, truck game. Uh, yeah, yeah, with trucks at least. Yeah. I'm not sure about every vehicle they build, but certainly in trucks. Uh, uh, that's, you know, they know where the bread is buttered. <laughs> Uh, and they're always going to bring their A game. It's, it's like you know, it's like the Bulls when I was growing up, right? <laughs> the, yes, you know, you you, 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 you could, can win and then keep winning. Yeah, right? you could have been Utah, you could have been, you know, but the Bulls are all even tired. They were going to come. I was just watching that documentary, by the way. On there as you go. can tell, yes, <laughs> you pumped up. Well, I grew up in Chicago. Okay, so I had there, to, there yeah. you go. Right. Uh, number one on our list is electrification. So. We've done another show about overhyped electric trucks, yeah. trucks that um, are being promoted but don't exist. Um, and Ford committed to a hybrid F-150. They said a hybrid was coming, and in maybe a year from there, uh, an electric F-150 is coming. So let me answer that question right away, the comment that we're going to get, because we always get it, and that is, I don't give a dog's behind about <laughs> about any batteries in my old truck, right? I, uh, I'm, I'm going to answer that, because sure. that's the comment we get immediately. I have no interest, zero interest in it. The, the fact is uh, that the most hype, we've been doing this, like I said, Andrew, what, 10 years, right? Yes. The most hype vehicle, the most buzz that we've seen around any vehicle um, has been, in number second place, is the Rivian, and the number one place is a Cybertruck. Right, Tesla. Right, right Tesla. Uh, and so while I'm sure a lot of uh, traditional truck buyers, you know, might be saying, I don't give a... Don't care. Don't okay. care. Uh, it is definitely where a lot of buyers are at right now. Uh, and it makes sense, right? Because uh, tons of torque in an electric truck, right? You can do all kinds of crazy stuff like tank turns, which Rivian says it can do. Right. Tesla is completely... 
with the Cybertruck, it's completely changed the name of the styling game, right? We were talking right. about, like, Ford deciding, should I have a C-clamp as a big C or a small C, right? Uh, Tesla said, screw that. <laughs> triangle. <laughs> Just go for triangles. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to build the Jefferson's truck. <laughs> yes. I want, I want a big old scoop in the front. Yes. <laughs> right? And they did it. Uh, so, yeah, um, electrification is huge. And let's, let's kind of break it down because, really, there is, right, Two things that are happening here is there's hybrid and there's fully electric. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, of course, Toyota, we know, we almost certainly know, it. they haven't announced it, but it's almost, you know, at this point, it's almost announced that they're going to have a hybrid in the next generation of. of uh, yeah, and they have a lot of uh, IP and knowledge about yeah, this. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, they're the forerunners and they're the biggest company in the world. So I know Ford's the biggest in the truck, but. But uh, Ford and Toyota, you know, they're not equals. Toyota is the biggest company in the world. And Ford, you know, is several steps down that rung. And so if Toyota wants to bring on uh, electrification and take their hybrid technology, which they invented and which they sold tens of millions of units and put it into the truck, take them seriously, Ford. Yeah, and I think the hybrid technology is bridging the gap because electricity is nice, like you said, for power, maybe even the regen braking, but range is an issue, right? When you hook up a heavy trailer to a truck, your range goes down dramatically, but then charge times don't go down. Charge times are still pretty significant. So hybrid is kind of bridging the gap. So you can have a little bit more efficiency, uh, but you can also go a long ways. Yeah, and we've done the last episode. We did a whole podcast about. So I don't want to go into all the different competition. Suffice it to say that I think um, GM is in the wings. We don't know. They've kept this really well hidden. They've kept it hush hush. But the Hummer brand is coming back, and it looks like it's going to be an all electric truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so GM certainly isn't you know letting uh, the competition walk away with electrification. Uh, Toyota is going to be there. Uh, Ford has done an electric truck where they put out a video of it pulling a train. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the latest news is that they promised to have an electric truck in two years, which is in car development and truck development terms is not too long, but it may be too late. Uh, if the others deliver, if, yeah, because Rivian's right. supposed to come out. Uh, at the beginning, of, they were supposed to come out this year at the end. Now, because of COVID, it's 2021. Uh, Tesla is probably another year and a half out from, uh, but Tesla has the electrification network. I know Ford's building out for the Mach E, but nevertheless, Tesla already has it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there are a lot of other smaller competitors. And God knows the, the, the wild card here, dude, is GM. I do not know what they're going to do with an electric truck. They could, they, they, and if you look at GM's history with electrification, and this is mind boggling, but true. <laughs> Uh, they have probably the deepest, most experience with electric vehicles. So, um, you know, in, not just in terms of like the vehicle, but actually the battery tech, right? And so EV1 was what 25 years yeah, ago, and right? They, and they kept that technology to themselves, and for some reason they decided to put it in a Bolt, which is this little compact kind of commuter car, and not go like not go full into it. But if they wanted to, they have it. So I'm really um, curious to see what the heck. The new Hummer. And, and there's another team. wild card is uh, hydrogen fuel cell. Yes. Right? Uh, GM has that. Yes. Uh, they're working with, with the, the military. H1. Yeah, the, the military. Yeah. yeah. The GM is working with the military on their f- hydrogen fuel cells. Uh, now, Nikola, the new company that went public recently, uh, and have same market capitalization on Wall Street that blows as, my mind. as Ford. That blows my mind. Without a single mind. truck still running. Or factory that they've actually built out. Right. Um, so they're working on f- hydrogen and fuel cell technologies. 
Toyota has a lot of experience in this area. Um, so that's another wild card. So if F-150 uh, will be successful, it has to actually play that electrification game. I think so. And I think, um, you know, where we're, where we're sitting from, um, that's relatively obvious. I think where a lot of people are sitting from, like let's say you're in the middle of Texas, which are where one of tw- four pickup trucks are sold. You're in, I don't know, San Antonio. It may seem like, you know, this far-fetched future. Uh, but where we're sitting from, you know, kind of looking down on, all, or up on all of the different manufacturers. It's mostly up like, on. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> yeah, and not, not, now because of what Ford away from, uh, we're squinting through the keyhole yes. <laughs> into Ford since they got so mad at us for publishing some silly Bronco pictures right. that promoted the Bronco anyway. All right, enough of that. Uh, so uh, that's number one. But Andre, we decided to put together some bonuses. Yes. Right. Things that we think that the new F one fifty is going to have to have. Uh, to actually um, break through the noise, noise, yeah, yeah, in the competition. So let's start with those. What do you think? So fancy tailgate yeah. has to be number one because General Motors has a fancy tailgate. <laughs> now Ram has the barn style style doors. Uh, who knows? So I'm uh, waiting for the refrigerator in the tailgate. Refrigerator <laughs> tailgate <laughs> with built-in coolers. Exactly. Absolutely. So you can tailgate and keep your beer cold. <laughs> uh, and then there's a patent that we wrote about this a couple of months ago that Ford had patented a different tailgate design, which kind of is a cross between General Motors and kind of a drawer-style tailgate where you can actually pull it out. And actually lower the, it. The lonely tailgates would become the most sophisticated bit of your truck in the next yeah, 10 it's years. Like, it's like a transformer, basically. <laughs> it, is, yeah. it transforms into something else. You could sit on it. You can drink beer. You could play music it. through it. You, you could, could climb play. on it. Right. <laughs> so fancy tailgate might be one. Yeah. Uh, might be a wow factor. But I think um, you know how when uh, Land Rover launched some of their new SUVs, you could look through the hood. Yeah, that was cool. Um, so maybe so Something that, like that one or one camera, option cameras where or, you can actually see for off roading. Yeah, or. like looking through the hood and you can see the rocks or whatever you're running over. Um, or uh, you know how in Land Rover you could actually drive the vehicle over rocks by standing next to it. Yeah, you I know, there's know. the remote control thing. Okay, what about that? What, what if you? I don't know about the remote control thing. What if you can get out of your F one fifty and hook up a trailer by just controlling it with a, some sort of a remote? Um, Far fetched. Yeah, I, the problem there isn't the F one fifty; it's a trailer, right? Because <laughs> those those trailer companies are there's I mean, no standard. Yeah, there's no there's no like national standard. That's that's like a, a whole bunch of like dudes but, building trailers. But that in, would be pretty in cool. Oklahoma, you know that, right? But that would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. But yeah, that that, that we're far. And there's like there's this disparity between like the truck and the trailer, and it's coming. They're, they're working on it, but yeah. it's, you know, like I feel like I feel like uh, the truck is like the Jetsons, and the trailer is like the Flintstones. I think <laughs> <laughs> that's like if you and they have to meet somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, there's a 800 pound gorilla and the 8 million pound elephant in the room. What's that? It's the next Raptor. Oh, so what are they going to do? So we don't know exactly, yeah. Uh, but we do know that potentially this year the 2021 Ram TRX is coming, which is supposed to be Hellcat powered, you know, probably well over 500 horsepower, yeah, so, maybe so, even 700. Yeah. So the Raptor is what for 450 right 450. now. Right. Uh, we know that the Hellcat 727. So potentially you could have a Raptor fighter with 727. With crazy suspension, 
you know, really high racing suspension. Know, yeah, you know, all of the bells and the whistles that you can imagine. Fact, you know, there has really, let's face it, no one has stepped up and competed with the Raptor in ten years now. Right. right. There's like three things you need to build a Raptor competitor. You need to make it look cool. Right, you need to have like race-worthy suspension, and people have done that. So look at look at like the Colorado ZR two, two yeah, it's kind right. of a it's, smallish. Right. It's got r- those two things, yeah. or but power, power. It never has the power, right? It never has additional power, additional power, extra power. Same thing with the Ram Rebel, right? It, same thing with the Trail Boss. It's the same engine choice, whereas the Raptor has that additional. Uh, level of power that they can right. go to and so yeah I, I'm, I'm expecting finally a competitor and and we've seen the previous gen right they came out with it they unveiled it uh, in Texas the prototype yeah. yeah prototype and then they waited for the next generation and now hopefully in the next several months we'll get it and I'm super excited the other two things I think that, that Ford might be playing with and we haven't talked about this yet uh, is air suspension yes because Ram has air suspension obviously um, mm-hmm. it's big in the aftermarket community yeah, and that's a big deal because you can make your truck more efficient. Yep. It can lower at highway speeds. Yeah, it's, it's either cool for looks or cool for function. Yeah, both ways. It, it can go both ways. It can help you hook up a trailer because yeah. you can lower the hitch, put the trailer over it, and then raise the truck and actually hook up the trailer. That could be very useful. Um, and Self-driving. Self-driving is one. We kind of mentioned it already. Tesla is pushing that envelope. Rivian is talking about it, too. Um, others are talking about it too. Before we move off the Raptor and before we wrap up this episode, yep. um, you know what they usually do when uh, they switch generations? They, the they Raptor don't. usually goes away for a year mm. or two, yeah. right? That's happened last time when the 2015 F-150 came out. It took them two years to bring the new Raptor. What if they need to do that again? They could lose market share if the TRX is there. The Raptor is not. The TRX will eat the lunch, basically, uh, for at least a year. Yeah, or e- even if the Raptor is there, I think as much as the Raptor has been hugely successful, and we don't, Ford doesn't publish numbers in terms of how many Raptors they sell. They sell about, what, 400 to 500,000 F-150s every year. Right. And we've heard from guys on the line, I guess I can say it now, there's nothing. Ten, 10%. 10%, yeah, one out of 10 uh, of the vehicles that, come off the line of Raptors, but that means that the Raptor has gotten a little long in the tooth, you know? You know, I, I, there's a lot of guys and gals out there who want the greatest and newest thing, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, a Hellcat-powered uh, Ram TRX would certainly be that. So mm-hmm. I, I don't. I think even if Ford doesn't do away with the Raptor, there'll be a lot of guys and gals who will be going to the Ram dealership and trading in, um, you know, a Raptor on a TRX just because it's new and it's different. Mm-hmm. Whether it's better, I don't know. We don't know. Um, uh, but I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of interest in that because let's face it, um, you know, uh, more power whether you need it or not is always great. <laughs> and, and V8 sound. And V8 sound. And V8 sound. Yeah. So that could be huge. Well, there, there you have it. So we will cover the uh, unveiling as much as we can mm-hmm. of the. Um, F-150 when it happens on the 25th of this month. Uh, so be sure to stay tuned. to uh, And let's see if we are kind of mostly right. Yeah. Or wrong. You, you, think, there, you think there's going to be something that's going to like, like we, we missed it, that, that, that'd be like, blow our minds? Um, like, 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 you know. The wow factor that we haven't thought about? Yeah, like, 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 you know, they took a Fiesta two-cylinder <laughs> once. <laughs> well, <laughs> they mentioned the generator. They want to put oh, a, yeah, a, auxiliary a generator yeah, yeah. on the truck. 
maybe for hybrid technology or maybe just for the job I, site? I, I was thinking more like Tesla wowing, like, you know, where he comes out with a roadster and it's got rockets like that. No? Uh, well, you don't think Ford would we, go that route? So, you know, one of my dreams yeah. when I work late at night hooking up trailers yeah. and I need to go to the weight scale, yeah. one of my dreams is uh, where the truck actually knows how much it weighs. Ooh, that'd be cool. You know, be, when, when you can actually dial into the center screen and, and technology exists, you can have little, you know, scales on each spring, yeah. on each uh, corner of the truck. And if the truck said, you have way too much tongue weight, do something, you know, change it, that would be cool. If if the truck actually knew how much how much weight was on each corner of the truck, um, that's it. That's all I have. That's cool, Andre. I would love that. I, I, I would I would love that. I would. Right? Pay, it will make my job easier. I would pay hard cash for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, guys, uh, thank you for spending another what was that about an hour with yeah, us? Yeah, less than, a little bit less than an hour uh, talking about the new Ford F one fifty. And uh, you know, if we're right or if we're wrong, let us know in the comments below. We want to get your ideas. We want to know what you think uh, the new truck will hold that will wow us and uh, make you guys want to buy it yeah and um, the, the podcast is published across a- anywhere where podcasts are are sold but, but uh, or not sold uh, it's free uh, but uh, on apple podcasts there are actually a section of reviews and comments yeah uh, we're actually reading the comments and we're going to be doing more yeah. involving you guys a little bit more in this discussion and smash so, that subscribe button or something or whatever. Uh, and, the, and the ratings Button. Oh, you like yeah. yeah Smash I think, we, I the think we have good ratings. Five, five, five stars. Yeah, I think that's you. They don't like me. I think that's you. You're very likable. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, well, I blame Andre for all those good ratings. It's th- not me. Thanks. We're still at like 5.0, I think. It's you? Okay. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Ciao. Oh, remember, go to tfltruck.com, Andre. For more real-world news, views, and real-world... He works his butt off on that website. So, yeah, definitely go check it out. It'll be... Whatever breaks, it'll always be there first, just because it's much easier to write it up than to do the video. It's always there first. But we do both. We do both, eventually. Thanks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.